has to, to have NAMI services? Everything through NAMI is free. Um, as I mentioned, we have uh, support groups such as the one that I lead, and um, I'll tell you a little bit about it if that's okay. So I'm a facilitator for a group called NAMI Connections. It is a peer-led support group where um, a group of individuals living with mental illness, um, it could be anything ranging from a very mild mental illness to a very severe mental, mental illness, get together on a weekly basis. Presently, it's via Zoom. It has been since the beginning of the pandemic, but prior to that, we met in person weekly. And we discuss openly how we're doing, how things have been going in the last week, present struggles that we're having, present triumphs that we're having. And then we usually have a topic that's discussed that um, everyone participates in. Um, and sometimes we'll use uh, music, and sometimes we'll use art, and sometimes we'll use poems to discuss uh, mental health as well. And it just gives us an opportunity to feel um, that we can express what's going on in our lives and with our mental health without the fear of judgment. And um, most of us find it very um, comforting and supportive and some of the members such as myself have been attending for many 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 years so all of those services when you sign up you don't actually I apologize you don't have to sign up when you seek out a support group or a class they are all free um, that's one of the best things about NAMI is that cost is never a factor because everything that we do is free in the whole country not just here in Kansas City all the services all the classes that we provide even when we do our public speaking we we never charge anything for that um, we also set up a resource table that has lots of different brochures about different types of mental illnesses and resources within the area and those brochures and the resource table everything that we do there is free as well would you like, if you got it as an office open, would you like to have like CBT, EBT, and all that stuff taught, or would you not like to have that? Well, we're not doctors and we're not therapists, so we would leave that to the experts to do within um, their personal offices. So yeah. it's something that um, along with um, confidentiality that we're really big on is that we we can't give medical advice or um, we can only speak from personal experience. So I don't really ever see us doing that. In yeah, because I do it in other offices. Right, right. Um, describe one of the NAMI programs. Um, well, I, I mentioned the, uh, um, the connections group that I facilitate. Um, we also have a program for veterans and veterans, um, family of the veterans. It's called NAMI Homefront, and um, again, it provides a safe and open environment free of judgment for veterans to discuss their mental health with other families and other individuals that are going through um, same or, or similar, similar trials and tribulations of things that they've dealt with um, either while they're still in the military or after they've been discharged from the military.
and that's a really successful program that we have and of course offer for free to all of our veterans and their families. And that's one thing uh, interesting, kind of not on the subject, but on the subject with Zoom, we've learned like all of one day, all of a sudden one day in 2019 or whatever it was, I had never heard of Zoom. Neither had I. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of the community, right? So it's like one day we never heard of this program, and now it's in our everyday lives. No, like, suddenly everybody's using it every day. Yes. Uh, we had to learn how to use it here at NAMI too, so there's been a lot of adaption and a lot of adjust adjusting to being able to use that. Like everybody's working at home now, everybody's, now everybody just stays at home. Right? Yeah, yeah I think that um, it, using Zoom has permanently changed the way a lot of things are, are going to be handled from now on. Yeah. I was like, what's a Zoom thing that you're talking about? We figured it out, didn't we? Yeah. The Royals and the Angels tied up at zero. The Cardinal, the Cubs have their first lead. The Cubs have their fourth lead in a row in four games, and actually fifth lead in a row if you count the All Star break, of which they've won four in a row. They lead right now four to three or two to one over the Pirates. Uh, the Cubs have their fourth lead in a row in four games. And actually, fifth lead in a row if you count the All Star break. Bottom of the fourth. Cardinals, Cubs have first and third, two out. Bottom of the fourth. Or Angels have a guy on first, one and one, two outs. Top four. Now we move on to our other subjects. A lot of time away from my phone. Uh, reaching out to people that I know and care about and making sure we're on the same page. And besides that, just trying to get my toe right for the second half. How are those messages that you sent, how are those received? Great. People that I know and care about know me, understand me, and uh, no issue. I, uh, I the front office part of that too, I mean, you feel like you guys are in a good spot, like, you know, with Dave and JJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to them uh, before I talk to anybody else, and we're on the same page. I guess is you'll take the field today and it'll be in the past, but is there anything else you want to say about it to the fans, to, to anyone? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm sorry that I, I poorly articulated what the point I was trying to make. It's an uncomfortable topic and I started rambling on and tried to make a point about my passion for winning that had no relevance to the topic that was um, being discussed. And for that, I, I am truly sorry, but... I, I do love Kansas City. I've loved every day I have here, every time I've got to share the locker room with this team. And, um, you know, that hasn't changed and won't change. Do you want to clarify? Because you said some people misunderstood. I think people felt like you were saying, oh, it's not worth it for the Royals, but it would be worth it for a team that's going to make it to the postseason. Do you want to clarify it? People are misunderstanding? I didn't say people misunderstood. I poorly articulated what I was, the point I was trying to make, and that was if what was standing between me and the playoffs was this vaccine, I would consider getting it. I didn't say I would get it for another team or wouldn't get it for this team. It was simply a point about showing how much I value playing in the playoffs. And again, it was not the time or place to say something like that, but you know, when you're talking about something uncomfortable, sometimes you just ramble and things come out. And uh, I, I wish I could have stopped it at the time and corrected it, but unfortunately I
didn't realize uh, really what I said and it took me reading it to understand how, how it could come across. You do feel that way, though, Will? I mean, what you just said, I mean, you do feel that way? Look, I, I've wanted to play in the playoffs for since the time I put on cleats. Um, that that feeling is is strong. I know this the vaccine thing is a very um, – people have very strong feelings about it. Um, you know, I, I feel the way I feel, but I have very strong feelings about other things as well. And sometimes it makes you makes you weigh stuff. That's, that's all. I don't know. Whatever reaction it is, you know, it's something I'll, I'll have to deal with. And um, but yeah, these guys in here, they know me. They know, you know, what I'm about and how much I care for them. And um, that every time I've taken the field and gotten to the lines, I've given it everything I had every day, every day I've been out there. And, um, you know, that's if people feel a need to express their feelings towards me, that's, that's perfectly fine. And it's, it is what it is. Patrick, obviously when you signed your, your deal a few years mm-hmm. ago, I, I think you probably anticipated that it was going to be surpassed mm-hmm. a few times. I just wondering what your thoughts are on that actually occurring over the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome for not not only the quarterback market but for just the market of players in general. You want the salary cap to keep going up. You want players to keep getting more and more money. Um, and when I signed my deal, I knew I was going to be pretty set for life, uh, regardless of what the market kind of happens. Um, but uh, you just keep you just keep playing. I mean, money is one thing, but when you get those Super Bowl rings at the end of your career, I think that's gonna be the thing that uh, that you look back upon. And uh, I think I've made enough money uh, from the football field and then obviously off of it as well that it, it won't matter at the end of the day. So-